Let's go! Cool kids step to the front. Cool kids. Too sweet sign for the click. Bitch, you don't work there. Feel like I need a shower just looking at you. Like, what the fuck does that mean? Come on. They ain't been the same ever since. What? We cut the head off the stage. You're going to be single for the rest of your life. Brad Lesnar on the beast. Look at the heat. Look at the heat. Whole new swag with a pass on the tag. Coming live from the west to the east. Better recognize on the mouthpiece. See the power level. I get no bitches. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, non-binary pals, and everybody in between, welcome back to the Gresham Lee's Podcast. It is your favorite voice that does the most, the purveyor of mischief, and the guy who is the master of finessing the social and media climate in today's society. It is none other than your boy, Gresh. And joining me, as always, is the queen of rebels herself, Swella the Bandit. What's good with your family? Hey, everybody. So, it's official. I'm finally... 27 years young, got the red hair going on. It's a great day, actually. Today is got the great. red hair, Florence Jefferson. Yes. Going on. <laughs> yes. Got, got looking looking like sister from Good Times, yeah. With the right. red hair. Ooh, wee. Yeah, buddy. You know how it is. Yes. You make any changes on this show, we're gonna talk about it. <laughs> right. <laughs> It's gonna be if any change, we always gonna talk about it. We're gonna talk like what? What? <laughs> she got the she got the poofy red hair. Oh my that, god! Oh, okay. Oh like, my you got god! That going on? What else you got going on? You got a new tattoo too? What else? She, like, she what else you got? <laughs> she looked like she ready to get in the big comfy couch. Oh my god! Look at her. Oh Jesus! Ooh, like she looked like she ready to go. Let me get yeah. let me get her let me get a Big Mac and let me get a uh fish sandwich, Ronald. Okay, uh-huh. Ooh. 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 Hey, that's the vibe we got. It'd be, okay? like it be, it be like that sometimes. But yo, for those of you who don't know, this is a, this is your favorite brother and sister duo, as always. But uh yo, this is quite the episode because for those of you who don't know what we got going on today, this is when we step back to the NXT side because I know a lot of people are iffy about the current state of NXT right now. NXT 2.0, NXT. Some people like it. Some people. I'm in the in the boat of I tolerate it because it's not a bad show. It's just it's not. It's I'm not, like in the middle. It's not a great show, but it's not a bad show either. Right. But we're gonna step into our time machine once again because the headline for this episode of the Gresham Lee's podcast at the Unleashed Table is none other than the August 21st, 2013 edition of WWE NXT, which saw the ongoing rivalry between Sami Zayn and the guy who, before he lost his first name, Antonio Cesaro battle it out in a best two out of three falls on NXT. And when I tell you I have not seen this match since 2014? Wow. It's been a minute. Like I've seen yeah. clips wow. of it on Twitter from here and there. Like when people uh, either are thirsting for engagement and want that that, that that engagement, or some people genuinely want the reaction or throwback. They because they enjoy this match. And to be honest with you, there's a lot of gems on this episode that I did not expect because it was 2013, and it's like it brought back a lot of memories. It brought back a lot of memories in 2013, like around the time because I was watching. 
in 2013. I watched it. Yeah, I watched too. Like, for, I, I think for this one, I don't even, I don't even think I did watch it as much around that time. I didn't. And that was because it was my 11th grade year. Nah. And it, it was the hardest year because we went, that was like during a time where like we kind of were still like living like with like different family members and stuff too. So like that was like the hardest year mm. for me. It's like I was surprised I even passed that grade. Like it was hard. It oh was yeah, hard. We, I think we've all been at that stage where we. Like, I'm just ready to leave. Yeah. Like I almost that was the year. Like I literally almost like dropped out of school mm. to get a job. Yeah, because let me. A lot of people don't understand. Like 12th grade, you're pretty much done. 10th grade, you're you you made it, but it's like that 11th it's grade slow, year. Though. That, 10th grade is like the slowest year. That for me. 11th grade, once you pass 10th grade, you you in my opinion you made it. But that 11th grade year is when you yeah. literally just be like, it's like, why crucial. is it still happening? <laughs> why is this still going on? <laughs> like, you, seriously, you be like, you be like, fuck this, fuck you, fuck you. That's when you learn the term fuck because yeah. you say it a lot. Like that's when that's when it becomes a part of your vocabulary because you just say fuck 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 <laughs> like it, to the I'm point where you it, it slips at your teacher and I don't even think the teacher get mad no more. They just be like she's they having I, a day. I, 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 I get it. <laughs> I get yeah, it. Yeah, it's fine. Like, just take a seat. Just, like. just you, you want a cookie? Okay, let's get, let's get you a cookie cuz uh yeah, you, you going through it. You're going through you it. You're turning yourself at the end of the day. Just, don't yeah, even yeah worry you're about fine. Your mom, your mom, okay. We, we don't even want to talk about your mom no more. Like, let, let, let's just. Oh, man. Yeah, it yeah. was. I was doing. Ooh. What was I? I was in AP class too. I was in AP class from 10th all the way till I finished. So it was like, yeah, it was bad. In a way, I blame my dad too. Because <laughs> technically, I was supposed to go to another school, and that's the majority of where all my friends were at. But during that time frame, since my grades were good in my freshman year, they didn't have a magnet program open for that school during that time. So I had to go to another one. I was upset. I said, well, can I just do a year there and then transfer and go where I really wanted to go? If I didn't. But by the time that happened, mm-hmm. by the time I finished with 10th grade, I said, I might as well just kill these last two years. Because <laughs> if I didn't uh, go to, if I didn't move with my pops, I would have graduated with my class. Cause I would, cause I went to middle school. Then next thing you know, I was living with my pops. So I, lo- I literally lost out on a lot of, a lot of my childhood friends. Cause I, I, I got to tell people, I told my mom this all the time. I said if I would have stayed at my middle school when I did, and I went all the way through, I probably would have been married by now. I probably would have been, I probably would still been doing what I'm doing, but I probably would have been married by now. Because it's like a lot of people. I feel like a lot of people, and I could be wrong. I could be just talking about my, my ass. I feel like a lot of people tend to find their true significant other if they've known each other for a long period of time and have that break where they go away and then come back. I don't remember nobody from my childhood. So it's like I'm starting this whole relationship shit brand new. Wow. I'll be like... See, and me, it was almost like the opposite because I didn't really get into relationships like that until I moved away. That's what I'm saying. And like... I don't have nobody. You can move away. And all that. Dating somebody out there, and we almost got married. I almost got married when I was like 21, and then it didn't work out that way. So then all of a sudden, it's like we broke up, and then we end up trying again. Then we broke up again. That's what I'm saying. Now we still the best of friends, and even though I live over here, and they live all the way in on the West Coast, we still talk to each other from time to time, and it's crazy. And they just be like, "Man, I should just marry you." You think? <laughs> like, that, I mean, at that, at that point. <laughs> That, no, no, because if you say, well, I should have just married you, that makes you your second option. We don't do that shit here. No. Right. Well, 
Oh yeah, that's true. We're not doing it. Because it's like you. You're trying to say I'm the I'm the I'm the, I'm like all right. I settled on you. Like all right, you'll do. No, not on my watch. Not on my watch. We're not doing that. You can suck a dick. No. No. That is like so scary. I said, man, I mean, you the one decided to put yourself in that situation. Did nobody say you had to do that? But now you see. And I I was so mad about it too. I said, man, I kind of wish I stayed where I was at. If I would have stayed where I was at, none of that stuff you would never have to deal with in the first place. But I ain't there no more. So to be honest with you, I don't. It's like I, I feel that way, but then I don't, I don't hate it because I wouldn't be who I am now, and I wouldn't know what the fuck I was doing now. So I kind of, I, I have those moments where I'd be like, man, I wish I would did this, this, or this would happen. But now that I'm here, I'm like, mm, I probably wouldn't change a lot for the world because I wouldn't know what I know. I wouldn't be who I am, and I wouldn't make the friends that I probably make now because. If you don't, the only way you can make certain friends is if you know certain things. And now that I know what I know, close to 30, I won't be surprised. Like I, I always tell people, I always tell my mom, I say, I won't be surprised if things pop off by the time I'm 30, as far as relationships, marriage, all that good stuff. And and sometimes, and, and that's what I'm saying. That's why, that's why I'd be trying to tell people too. Like just, just relax. And speaking of telling people stuff, it's time for again for a few house notes for here for the Gresham Lease podcast, excluding the live show reviews. The video format of this show has a new home. For those of you who don't know, I'll probably stop telling this announcement after this because we are literally five or six episodes into the new season of the Gresham Lease podcast. But we have a new home for the video format that is not when it is not interviews. The home of all the video formats of this podcast will be over at patreon.com slash digital. It will be available for all tiers starting at one dollar. One single dollar. It don't, it don't taste that much. Like everybody has it. You have layers to the tiers. And then while we're still thinking about doing a restructuring of the, the Patreon, like as far as like perks and stuff, it, we can tell you from without a shadow of a doubt that the video format will be available over on patreon.com slash digital. If you're the person who likes to watch podcasts, video versions, is that, that would be your place to go. But as far as everyone in general, the show will remain available wherever you listen to your podcast, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, uh, what is it, Stitcher, all these other places will be available. Or you can just go to the Central Hub at www.greshunleashed.com. That's your pretty much your Central Hub for all things this podcast. And speaking of this podcast, this weekend is the Elimination Chamber event. We will be giving our preview and predictions in just a moment, our speed round preview and predictions. That's just what we do over here on this podcast. It is this Saturday, and it's time for me to announce our next live post-show review. Swella will not be there again as she's been booked, but I can assure you that we will be live to talk about everything from Roman Reigns defending the Universal title against Sami Zayn, the former honorary Oos in his home country of Montreal, Quebec, Canada, to the two Elimination Chamber matches, to the rubber match between Brock Lesnar and Bobby Lashley, and so much more, as this will be the final stop on the road to WrestleMania Hollywood in April. The final premium live event or pay-per-view for those retro wrestling fans. That's what we got to look forward to. And I'm not going to lie to you. This Elimination Chamber is looking pretty stacked. I'm not. It's five matches. It is. It's five it matches. Is. Um, I appreciate Triple H making less is more for these non-big shows 
like WrestleMania's two nights. I appreciate that he like okay, we're gonna do five matches on here. I believe it was like five matches at the Royal Rumble because of the two men's and women's matches. It could it was two championship matches, and I believe it was was it was it another? It could have been four. It could have been four matches. I don't. I, oh, it was five. The black the pitch black match. So yeah, it was it was it was basically five matches. I appreciate that. I appreciate that immensely. But uh, speaking of the Elimination Chamber, we're going to give our our preview and predictions for the Elimination Chamber event, which will be taking place this Saturday, February 18th on Peacock the Cock or WWE Network internationally uh, is at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Uh, like I said, five matches. We're going to start off with the biggest match, which is the undisputed WWE Universal Heavyweight Championship where Roman Reigns defends the championship against the former honorary Oost, Sami Zayn. Swallow you first. Who is your <laughs> pick? Because I know that's your boy. So it who, is. So who's your pick? That's my pick. Your boy Roman? Okay. Yes. So we're both picking Roman because it's like, and I'm going to be honest with you, the reason why we say we're going to both pick Roman is like, Swallow, is, that's her boy, but I'm pretty sure she understands stories. The story for me it's like this is a good story. Sami Zayn is red hot. He is. Uh-huh. It's like they literally had that segment on on Raw. I was in North Carolina when I was watching it, so I was watching with my boy. Shout out Tyler El Guapo. He he stopped by the hotel and we was chopping it up. Uh, but we watched this segment, and <laughs> my reaction was this entire promo because they had a promo between Sami and Cody where they was basically hyping each other up. Like, okay, you can do. Like Sami was like, can can I do it? Can I do it? And Cody was like, yes, you can. Do you can't? But can you? believe that you can do it so they was hyping each other up it was if you haven't seen the promo i'm pretty sure swallow was a busy busy bee so if she hasn't seen it she'll check it out you can check it out on youtube that that thing was it was great i said it was brilliant and and i quote tyler guapo said that's my fucking guy so <laughs> love but that. what made me laugh though i caught like in a way i caught like the highlight mm-hmm. but i also caught like rome's tiktok because oh, yeah. he kind of saw that and he was just like, You need a pet rally to hype you up. Like, I was like, Yes. Like, who told this man how to use TikTok? Who told <laughs> who told this man how to use TikTok? Because this man is literally making probably memes. What, probably with the kids. He making memes. Maybe. Oh, jo- jo- was it JoJo? It's probably Jo it's probably JoJo. <laughs> and it's working out perfectly. Like I bust out laughing. Like this dude is a meme machine. Because like, every single TikTok he's put out so far, it has been great. <laughs> no mishaps, no craziness going on so far. Like it's it's actually pretty good. They don't get they don't let this man on TikTok. Oh, it was a rap. It's a, it, <laughs> it is a fucking rap. I saw the first one. I was like, oh dang, I gotta get it back now. And I end up getting mine back. <laughs> it is a fucking rap. Oh my god. Oh my god. But uh yeah, I enjoyed that. Like we I think it's like I enjoyed this road to WrestleMania because it, it has you thinking, like, what would they do? Like, it doesn't feel like they're being lazy with it. Because, and Cody continues to kill the online rumor that the crowd is going to turn on Cody. Every time that, that man comes out, he gets one of the biggest pops of the show. Same with Sami Zayn. So it's like, that narrative, just just because you want to hate him, don't mean you speak for a majority. People need, on Twitter, Instagram, I'm, I'm not really too indulged in TikTok wrestling. Russell talk is what they call it. Because I literally be scrolling and scrolling and scrolling and I'd be looking at other stuff. But 
people need to understand that social media is a small niche of wrestling fans. Mm-hmm. No one's going to turn on nobody. Now, if the match fucking sucks, that's another thing. But I can tell right. you this right now. Cody and Roman <laughs> will cook. If they mm-hmm. decide to go with a triple threat, because I think Cody did an interview. He was like, I, I don't mind if it's a triple threat. I just want to go. to. I, I already won. Like he, he, Cody knows. Cody is one of the workers' workers. He knows how to work in the business. Just like Jeff Jarrett. It's, oh, condolences to Jeff Jarrett. Uh, that's a side note. Condolences to Jeff Jarrett. He just lost his father, Jerry Jarrett. Rest mm. in peace. Um, but Cody is... Uh, he knows how to work and he knows how to maintain uh the like if he wants to play this character like he does he he doesn't come off disingenuous so that's why we always say Cody is the only person who can rep, who can say he's from Atlanta not theory right and mm-hmm. we, we both I, I'll we both, take I'll take Cody Rose any day we oh, both I'll picked pick. We both picked Roman Reigns for the for the win. And speaking of the non Atlanta boy theory, next up the match that we're going to give our preview and predictions for is the United States Championship Elimination Chamber match, where Austin Theory defends the United States title against Seth freaking Rollins, Big Jonah, aka Bronson Reed, Johnny Gargano, Montez Ford, and Damian Priest. Who do you have? Winning this one. This is hard. Um, I want to see Joey Gargano. Johnny Gargano. You want to? Yeah. I want to see Johnny Gargano. I do. Cause <laughs> I be doing that. I'm like, you can't sleep. So you can't sleep on like other people. So it's like I wouldn't be shocked if he takes it. Okay. But I would like to see, I would like to see, like, somebody, you know, like, rise up to it and, you know, and win. So, it's like, I'm all for it. (laughs) Right. Uh, Ah, damn. I would not, I'm I'm ready for Seth Rollins to move on from the United States title and go back in the world title pitch. I don't know why they're hesitant on keeping him from the title pitch. He's he's one of the most over, especially his music. But if I had to pick. Uh, I don't want Theory to win, so you know you already know that's not gonna happen. And I wouldn't oh, be surprised. If, I wouldn't be surprised if he wins. So I'm going to have to go with with Johnny Gargano. We both going to pick Johnny Gargano. Yeah, I I I see them giving the top, the win to Austin Theory, but we both gonna pick Johnny Gargano for this one. And speaking of next, the we guess we're gonna keep it within the Elimination Chamber. Because next up is an Elimination Chamber match to determine the number one contender for the Raw Women's Championship at WrestleMania. It will be the new and improved or the dark Oscar or Kana, for those of you who are well educated in that concept. It will be Oscar versus Liv Morgan versus Raquel Rodriguez versus Nikki Cross versus Carmella versus Natalia. I'm going to just go ahead and just say Oscar. Oscar for the win. I want Oscar. Yeah. Oh, yep. <laughs> I want Oscar. I was like, well, we might as well just ain't going to say I Oscar. want Oscar. Like, at that point, out of all of them, out of all, every single one of them. Uh, next up, we have Edge and Beth Phoenix versus Finn Balor and Rhea Ripley. <laughs> and to say I don't care about this match. I'm going to say Edge and Beth Phoenix for this match. Edge is in his home country. Rhea Ripley is the Women's Royal Rumble match winner. 
She put Beth on the shelf with a concerto. Now she's back for revenge. Finn Balor and Edge because of the I Quit match. I'm just ready for Edge to move on from Judgment Day as well as I'm ready for Judgment Day to move on from Edge because besides that break, they've been wrestling each They've been fighting each other since WrestleMania last year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like at this point, y'all, this fight is getting tiring. Yeah, so... Uh, if we had to pick, though, mm, I'm going to have to go with Rhea Ripley and Finn Balor. So, Judgment Day. Okay. Who you got? I got I got the veterans. You got the grit couple? <laughs> yeah. The, gr- the grits. The grit every time couple. I say, every time I hear someone say grits, I'll be like, uh, you want some grits? Uh, you want some eggs with that? <laughs> like, like, let's... Uh, the grit. The grit couple. I'm like, ooh, I want me some good grits and eggs right now. Right. You know what I'm saying? And last but certainly not least, uh, the rubber match between Big Bob, Bobby Lashley, and the Beast, Brock Lesnar. Bobby Lashley won at the Royal Rumble in 2021 because of Roman Reigns. Brock Lesnar won at Crown Jewel by the skin of his teeth. So now it is the rubber match. I was surprised that they put this for Elimination Chamber and not WrestleMania. Because it's a big match, but then I, 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 like I've been saying on this on the show for the past few weeks, they're literally trying to stack up elimination chambers. So I'm not too shocked that this is happening. But if I had to pick a win, I'm about to go with Big Bob. But yeah, it's, it's Black History hey, Month. Bobby Lashley. He's doing Big Bob. Bob is not? fighting for all the Black champions that Brock Lesnar decided to end their title reign. He's fighting Big E. He's fighting for Kobe Kingston. <laughs> He's fighting for The Rock. He's fighting right? for every black champion that Brock Lesnar just took their titles from. What was I ain't gonna lie though. What was funny though, like even like piggyback on from the Royal Rumble, that made me laugh. I was like, now y'all know Brock nine times out of ten, Brock was gonna come back. Mm-hmm. So this is not a big deal. But what made me laugh is when he got eliminated. In That's what like made me three laugh. Minutes. I was like, right. <laughs> like Oh, wow. this is, and they, it was the shortest. Ain't none of them scared you no more. <laughs> that was the shortest he's been in the Rumble, I believe. Yeah, like, so, he was so mad. <laughs> well, I was like, bro, just chill. Like, so who you picking? <laughs> Bobby Lashley. <laughs> yeah. You like, man, like, Bobby, bro, Bobby. you are undefeated in UFC. You have made your stand. Just chill and enjoy it. You, you, you know damn well he is not. You are you are okay. <laughs> you know damn well he is not. And that is our preview and predictions for the Elimination Chamber. Make sure you guys check out our post show that will be going down. And speaking of post show, it will be going down right when Battle at the Valley will be going down for New Japan Pro Wrestling. And that will be in my I guess the way they promote it be headlined by Mercedes Monet's New Japan Pro Wrestling in-ring debut formerly known as Sasha Banks in WWE, where as she challenges Kyrie, formerly known as Kyrie Sane in WWE, for the IWGP Women's Championship. Uh, looking at the card, it looks pretty solid. Solid. I probably we probably won't be reviewing it because uh, Swallow is not gonna <laughs> not gonna watch that shit at no ten o'clock. <laughs> She's gonna be asleep. Yeah, probably. Yeah, you see the yawn? Yep, there you go. So she's like, nah, we're not doing this. Because it's 10 matches for you got uh on the on the pre-show, you got Alex 
is it Colin versus uh, Coughlin? It's probably I probably pronounced that all wrong. My bad. Uh, is Alex versus Jr. Kratos in a singles match for the pre-show? David Finley versus Bobby Fish in a singles match. Uh, Mascara Dorada, Josh Alexander, AD, Adrian Quest, and Rocky Romero versus Kushida, Volador Jr., Kevin Knight, and the DKC in a eight-man tag team match on the main. Fred Rosser, formerly known as Darren Young in WWE versus Kenta for the IWGP or the uh, the New Japan Strong Open Weight Open Weight Championship. The Motor City Machine Guns, Alex Shelley and Chris Saban versus the West Coast Wrecking Crew, Jarrell Nelson and Royce Isaac in a tag team championship for the Strong Open Weight Tag Team Championship. This is basically the U.S. version of New Japan. Uh, you have Jay White versus Eddie Kingston. You have Tom Lawler versus Homicide in a Filthy Rules match, basically a street fight. Uh, you have Zack Sabre Jr. versus Clark Connors for the New Japan World Television Championship. You have Kyrie versus Mercedes Monet in a singles match for the IWGP World Women's World Championship. And then, in, and I'm pretty sure there's going to be the, either the main event or the co-main event. It'll be Kajuska Okada versus Hiroshi Tanahashi for the IWGP World Heavyweight Championship. It goes down at 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. I thought it was going to be like a 3 a.m. thing. Fortunately, I'm wrong. Uh, it, when we're doing our post-show review, I'll probably have it on, like, checking it out, make sure, because I pay for it on, on New Japan World. I'm not going to pay for pay for it on Fight for the English, because I'm, I'm, I personally enjoy the uh, Japanese commentary. Uh, no disrespect to Kevin Kelly and his, co- and his, and his team, but, uh, yeah. I enjoyed the Japanese because they had more energy for me. I don't understand what the fuck they're saying, but I enjoy their commentary as far as the energy wise. Um, That's how I am with anime. I'm in, I'm interested in that in, in seeing how they how they do this. This will be Mercedes' first uh, pay per view uh, outside of WWE, so we'll see. Yeah, she looks she looks like she's doing pretty great though so far. Oh yeah, uh, inter, uh, mixed review for her debut. Aside, I'm pretty sure once that bell rings, she's gonna be all game. So, and Kyrie's and Kyrie is no slouch either. So, hopefully, so let's hope the w- women kill it. But uh, yep, that's all we got for that. And uh, before we move on to our review, uh, have you been keeping up to the with the WWE 2K23 news and stuff? I heard the soundtrack was actually not bad. Uh, yeah. Speaking of soundtrack, uh, for those of you who don't know, uh, the WWE 2K 23 track list includes Metallica, Sad But True. Uh, is it Bizarre Rap? Bizarre Rap and, and Quavado? So. Is that how you pronounce it? Uh, it's a Music so. Sessions Volume 52, Doja Cat's uh, Vegas, Luce, Luciano's SUVs, Red Hot Chili Peppers Can't Stop, Joyner, Lucas, and Lil Baby, Raymond, and OJ. Hardy, the guy who was at the Royal Rumble, his song Jack, Bullet for My Valentine's No More Tears to Cry, is it Davey featuring Omar Cortez, Dame Lou, Let Down, Shipwreck, Idols, Grounds, and Post Malone featuring Ozzy Osbourne and Travis Scott, Take What You Want. Not and I put I actually put out a TikTok where I was like TikTok slash shorts where I was like, you know how when we had WWE 2K19 where the first song you heard was "Blow My Mind, Blow My Mind" mm-hmm. from from AWOL Nation Passion. Yeah, 
Mm-hmm. Uh, I said they're gonna we're gonna replace that with Doja Cat's Vegas. Like that's gonna be the song that's gonna be stuck in everybody's head because that's a song that is it is catchy as hell. Like I don't listen to Doja Cat often. I don't listen to a lot of artists often. I'm more so an old school head as far as like with my I'm listen, I listen to your Michael Jacksons, your Princes, your uh, your Isley Brothers. I listen to all these other cats, uh-huh. and I listen. To, I dabble in the new school like Migos, Quavo, Rest in Peace, Takeoff. Uh, I I I listen to all these um, these modern rappers, and it's like it's either hit or miss for me from modern times. That's just me. That's just my personal taste, and but. Here in in Vegas with Doja Cat, I'm like, that's going to be the new one. Uh, Have you ever listened to Red Hot Chili Peppers? Yeah. I mean, I had to set up. What's your favorite song? I had to set up with them before. But that's the thing. Like, I'll just listen to some of their stuff. I don't even have a favorite song. Not yet, anyway. So, out of this list, do you have anybody that you listen to often? Well, of course, there's Doja. Okay. What's your favorite song for her? But one of my... Woman is one. Okay. But I do like one of the songs from her, one of the old albums that she did. It was called Purr. Mm-hmm. And the one I like is um, uh, Beautiful. I like that song. That's the first song I heard first. And I was like, oh. And then I heard the whole album. And I was like, I actually like this album. Like, So I'll play it like every now and then. No, okay. Like, uh, I was shocked that I'm like, John Cena listening to Doja Cat? Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I was like, what? Because he was like, the executive what? producer. For those of you who okay. don't know, I'm like Doja. All right, but uh, if you haven't already, make sure you guys check out uh, like the TikTok that I did reacting to it. Uh, I I basically did, did my own weird shit with it, but uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I got called dancing to Vegas, so it, it is what it is. But yeah, this and I'm not mad at this. Like I put out a tweet because you know how I do. I tweet. I said not bad. You know, you had to mix reactions. With people like it's trash. They're gonna replace it certain songs with the because you have the option to take to turn this music off and replace it with interest music no and people didn't really bother to check my bottom tweet because i did that i said not bad but i looked at the bottom tweet. i said still gonna be off day one i turned the whole playlist off i just turned all menu music down i'm like yeah so y'all having a, a, a a bitch fit about the playlist the playlist don't really hit like it used to, like in SmackDown versus Raw days. So, like you had uh, got a bullet with your name, like stuff yeah. like that got you hype. Like we making you, you creating your cre- your creative character to all that type of stuff. Uh-huh. And speaking of, it cre- came at one point they had they had Scrappy on one of the games got a money too. In the bank. Yeah, yeah, they had that. The got they had the champ, Ghostface Killer. I was like, oh, we got some Wu Tang. Cause I was bumping the champ so many times, like mm-hmm. to this day, like that's still one of my favorite songs. I, was I, saying, they, on, I, I saw it on Spotify. Uh, <laughs> shout out to to uh, Stephen on Twitter, one of the one of the cats that that I follow. He was like, they need to start doing um, like a poll with with uh, the community, be like, okay, what thing, some what music do you think we should put on the playlist, on the soundtrack. And like, and then you know, whoever got the most votes, obviously wins. Cause I ain't gonna lie to you, a lot of this music I turn off or I I, I turn off, and when I listen to, it, I'm like, oh, this is ass. Like the best <laughs> songs I've heard in the 2K game, and that's just off the dome. Rick Flair drip, that was a bop because of the Migos. Uh, Wu Tang was on last year's in 2K22, so it's like 
you got to get some season to it. And when I saw Doja, I was like, oh, okay, that's 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 a different take. She's and and I listen to all music. That's the thing. When you're an engineer, you listen to pretty much every mm-hmm. form and style of music out there. So mm-hmm. we're good on that. Uh, and then obviously this week, for those of you who don't know, uh, WWE 2K23, they had the roster reveals, like over 100 people. We got some new people from NXT. You got Carmelo Hayes, Braun Breaker. You got the Creed brothers, Cora Jade, Roxanne Perez, uh, Johnny Gargano. It was a riff where they thought he wasn't available, but they, he he is available. It's pretty much the same people as last year. A lot of people were, were missing, like your Keith Lee's and your Swerves, because they're no longer mm-hmm. in the company. But it's, pre- it's a pretty solid roster. Uh, I'm gonna recreate the 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 Hulk Hogan attack video soon soon as I get it, because fuck Terry every day. Um, then we had the obviously the ruthless aggression pack because this is a John Cena focused showcase. So you got the Brock Lesnar 01, the prototype, Randy Orton 02, and the Leviathan, which is the the in, the development of version of Batista. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Bad Bunny is the pre-order bonus. And we still don't even know the DLC, but this is the most I can tell you this is the most women I've seen on the on 2K. this roster in in, in the WWE games, period. It's, I think oh, it's okay. forty I believe it's forty five women. Oh wow! So and most of them are modern. So that's why I was like, "Wow, I was shocked." But hey, kudos to to them for finally finding that perfect balance because it's some it's some people it's some fans out there that wants the women. So it's like just keep just following them too. Um, also, war games because I don't I don't think we talked about two K on since since all this news been dropped because it's, it's, it's it drops in in less than thirty days. So, okay. It drops next month, literally. <laughs> so uh, we have war games on there. Uh, obviously, universe mode and all that stuff. Pretty much an updated my GM and all that good stuff. And for those of you who don't know, if it, if it comes to it, me and Swallow probably will do some stuff for YouTube as well as highlight because I believe highlight has a he's going he's working on getting a PS4 and we might stream more. The free Apedia boys will be streaming more on uh, on Twitch. So make sure you guys keep it locked on there. Um, anything, are you in, are you in keen on checking out 2K? I don't mind this year. I'm talking about like, are you keen? Like, are are you it, if you once you look at all this stuff, are you look are you interested in it? Yeah, I I am for honestly, I do want to. I, I kind of want to check it out. Okay. So. I just don't. I I just hope it just don't be a disappointment. Oh, it's not two K twenty. That's all. So like we're good. It's not two K twenty. <laughs> so we're good on that. And I and I, and and then I understood why a lot of people skip two K twenty two is because it was the reboot, and you know you never really get the reboot because they're still trying to figure stuff out. Whereas two K twenty three might be is basically two K twenty two, but with better upgrades and more match types. So that's basically I see why people. Get it. People know me. I get it for the content, and I already made the illusion that this might end up being my last year anyway. Like covering two K twenty three, as far as like on the channel, because as I venture to other things, it's still gonna be wrestling. I'm still gonna cover wrestling because I got a whole podcast. But as far as like playing the games, if nothing pops off, I mean, if it pops off, it pops off because there's a niche audience that 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 wants two K content, WWE two K content. So. We'll see how this year go, but I'm putting it where if if nothing pops off, I'm just moving on. But I'm interested. I'm intrigued. I'm um ready for 
uh, this game to go. And I believe that's all we got for WWE 2K23. That game drops um, early on March 14th, and I believe it officially drops a few days later if you don't get the pre-order edition. All right, ladies and gentlemen, it is now time for us to check out WWE NXT. It is that time where we take a trip down memory lane for August 21st, 2013, the ongoing rivalry between Sami Zayn and Antonio Cesaro before he lost the first name, which led to a best two out of three falls match. Before we get started on, on breaking this show down, what did you think about this episode? I actually liked this episode. Okay. What was your I did. what was your highlight of the of the of the of the show? Well, definitely the main event. Okay. That's one. And I do like um the <laughs> I do like uh when the guy like put like the bunny ears behind the dude <laughs> and while and the girl was like <laughs> taking the picture of him and he was just looking like, What is this? Like <laughs> That was a whole and like Oh, that was funny. That was I like that too. That I was nice. That. I enjoyed that one too. I did like I did get a little chuckle out of that. So I was like, yeah, this is <laughs> this was fun. Uh we start the show with a nice recap of Antonio Cesaro asking, Is this the best competition you can get me? And then Sami Zayn responded with, If it's competition you want, it's competition you're gonna get, homeboy. And I was like, <laughs> Your white ass said huh. homeboy. <laughs> <laughs> No shame. Like, right. And he said it with the most emphasis, but it's Sammy, so he gets a pass. Uh, it's the, it, it, the package shows their first match where Sammy rolled up Cesaro to pick up the win. Cesaro says that all he got was a cheap win and demanded that he meet, that he meet him in the ring again before slapping him in the most precise face. He was like, <laughs> I think the reason why... I think the reason why Cesaro or Claudio slapped like that because he wore those tight ass shirts, so he don't really have no oomph no room to to slap. So he just like <laughs> no room to move the arm. Just. Give him that. <laughs> <laughs> and no after, room. After that slap to the face, uh, Cesaro picked up the win in their second match, which led to Sammy challenging him to a best two out of three falls. And then we get the cold open to the show. And I wrote down, seeing all these guys and ladies back then to where they are now is is insane. Because yes. you had Bo Dallas as NXT champion. Now he's Uncle Howdy. You had mm-hmm. Big E. He still had his last name. You had the Wyatt family. You had Xavier Woods solo. You had Leo Kruger. I don't know if you know who Leo Kruger is. Adam, you know, Have you heard of Adam Rose? Yes. This was his first gimmick in NXT where he was basically... I can't explain who he was, but he was deranged a little bit. Um, okay. This was Leo Kruger before he found his party spirit, Paige, Summer Rae, <laughs> all these other people. I definitely saw Summer Rae. I was like, ah. I'm like, wow. I, I like, saw all these people. I was like, wow. Yeah, wow. This is <laughs> memories. Uh, we are live in Full Sail University from Orlando, Florida with Tom Phillips on commentary with Alex Riley. Do you remember Alex Riley? Yeah, I remember Alex Riley. Say it to my face. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's, right. that's so crazy. Say it to me. He wasn't bad. And, oh, dang. And I had got a letter from that university, too. Nigga. Full I, I tried to go yeah. there, too, but that, that, that price. That money, yep, that's what got me, too. Jesus. Yeah, I said, uh-uh. Because <laughs> what's crazy is they don't just focus on one field. 
they right. have so many other fields. Which makes like, sense. And I'm just like, it makes it's sense, cool, but, but I'm not going to be paying all I'm not going to go broke in, in a foreign city, Orlando. Like, we're not doing that. Because uh, <laughs> it's going to either be that or my school that I did graduate from, SAE. Um, it was gonna be See, one of those. you went to SAE and I went to Crash. I was okay. like, mm, I, I took my better chance with Crash than Fulton. I was straight. I, I believe like, everything was. If like, if you, less if money. You, if you was going, Woo. if you was coming from a place where, I mean, they they had scholarships set up and all that stuff, but then I had to take a mm-hmm. test, and I'm like, I don't really have time because I right. have to go to work. I like, because uh, I, because uh, I was going to go after I graduated SAE, but then I was like, I'm not trying to go into crippling debt so i'm just gonna right. i'm just gonna stay because i was already i'm already in debt but i'm not gonna go in crippling debt exactly i'm in debt but i forgave myself so i'm not in debt no more um but yeah i was gonna be in like then I the can't... art institute they asked me if i wanted to go to theirs and that's here and they was just like well Scat? you know like once you're done no the art institute of atlanta uh, they oh, had yeah. an audio engineering program too and they was like well when you're done you graduate in three years instead of four I'm like years, like I ain't only want to be here no three years. I'm really just you, trying to do a year. Really, it don't is, take that long. To be honest with you, college. But is I didn't want to be better. home. That college is always thing. better than it, high school. It, so it, those three years would have flew by. Like the year that I was at yeah. SAE flew by like like that. So, it's fun. Like at so at the school I graduated from, it really didn't even take a whole. It felt like a year, but it wasn't even a year. It was really not. It was really just nine months. Cause it was on campus, got that out the way, and then like them last like three months that you have that's open, you just use that to just turn in your little internship hours. Like it wasn't even a whole big deal, and that's, that's why I was like, oh, I want to take that choice. And plus, I didn't want to be here. I didn't want to be at home because mm. I know everybody. Makes sense. I was like, I'm finna leave. I gotta get away. See, <laughs> I was if, like, if I what? Want, yes, I want to learn how to be on my own. Well, I don't know nobody, and I gotta start from scratch. I want to be by myself. Nah, I'm, I, I said I said that until I got out there. And I did it. I was like, "Fuck I that!" I did it and survived it. I'm fine. Fuck I don't that. mind going back. Nah, like, fuck that. <laughs> I gotta know somebody. Like, I gotta know somebody <laughs> before I like. I no, because when I was younger, I used to be like, "I'm ready to go graduate, go to college." I was in like New York or something. But then when I moved Dang. to Dallas, Texas, and I'm like, I was by myself for like I believe like a few weeks or a few days. I was like, "Yeah, I can't do this shit." Because I don't know. Dang, no, I don't, seriously. I, like no, because I was I was out there for a few months, but when I was by myself for a few days, where it was like I didn't know nobody, and where I was living, nobody spoke English. So it was oh, like, okay. So I was like, yeah, I can't do this shit. That's when my anxiety oh, wow. and depression started really developing because of that type of stuff. So oh, wow. when I moved back, I was fine. After a while. But yeah, like that's what I'm saying. As an adult, <laughs> as a kid, you like I'm ready to do this, redo that. But then once you hit, once you hit rock bottom, cool. well, I mean, I know I, you were I, cool. Yeah. Not every, I don't speak for everybody. I'm talking about me. I, I yeah, I know. That's what I was gonna say. It's like everybody's different. Everybody's like, different. Like some, some people, people can adapt, cool, some people can deal and adapt. That's what, and I had no choice to uh, but to adapt because I was was I was gonna do hop on a plane and go home with no money. Nah, I was like I'm, I might. That's exactly what out. I did. I went back home with uh, with no money. I only came, only came to, I only came to Mesa, Arizona with like only a hundred dollars in my account. And that was it. Like we had, gro- like my mom was the one that was like putting all, helping me putting all the groceries away in the apartment. But then they left like the next morning. They were gone. And it was like, just me and my roommate, and I had to just adapt because we was taking classes together. We had school. We had to work. I was like, you know what? I gotta adapt and just live with it. I cried for like a day. 
like a day, day and a half, and then I was straight after that. Oh, see, I didn't cry. I just, I just, I just got angry. Cause my anxiety kicked in. I was just like, dang, like they gone. Like, no, nah, I just got angry. <laughs> I don't get, I don't cry in those type of situations. I just get angry, and when I get angry, I don't function properly. So. But yeah, it, everybody everybody is different. I was but full cell. I was like, oh god. Full cell. You guys <laughs> are cheap. Are are too expensive. You guys are not cheap for no damn reason. They not. Uh, I get it though. But at the same time, fuck your prices. Uh, with all due disrespect. <laughs> it's like great school, but I can't do that. Like yeah, no fuck. <laughs> but uh, and speaking of great school, they did they did their thing with uh with because I believe when WWE's like contract at the time they were always they had a lot of students who went to full sale helping with the mm-hmm. production so that was that uh speaking of this production we kick off the show with a divas championship match uh out first is the challenger who is none other than bailey yeah with the most generic bubbly music way yeah. before her there ain't no stopping us now it's celebrating on the floor i'm on the ready to go and giving out the hugs yeah, she was. I believe they said the newcomer, so I'm pretty sure this was right when she debuted, like around the time. And this was wow, because they showed a backstage segment from the week prior where Bailey literally came up behind AJ Lee with a big old hug, just held there. And AJ was like, what "The fuck? <laughs> Why are you touching me?" She was like, "Oh my god!" It's like when they zoomed in on her face with the second hug, you can tell she was trying not to laugh. She was about to break. She was. She was. She was. If they didn't cut the camera, she probably would have bust out laughing. Start laughing, yeah. And I'm pretty sure once the camera cut, she's just went just started bawling because AJ is a sweetheart. Like she was playing tough, but you can tell she was she came up as a sweetheart. But Bailey got a title match from hugging her. Uh, <laughs> out next is the Divas Champion AJ Lee, and I wrote down this is a gorgeous woman. Damn you, CM Punk. Bruh. Because. When I was around this time, I was from when I, she was first introduced in 2012, I was crushing hard on AJ Lee. Cause that was a gorgeous woman. Still is, but she's married, so I don't really. Yeah, same. same I joke around dad, lusting. I, was, I, I joke I was around lusting after. Him when I saw him in NXT, and I was like, what's this? I joke around. I joke around on Twitter when I be lusting after married women like Mercedes and Bianca and Jay Cargill. But it's like in reality, in reality, I'd be like, "Why the fuck are you married? (laughs) Why?" But this was during her first Divas title reign, I believe, after winning the title from Caitlyn. Whatever happened to her? I don't even do, know. You don't know who that is, do you? I know who it is. Oh. I just don't know what happened to her. <laughs> I'm like, what happened to her? Like, she retired, and I even said, like, huh, that's interesting. Um, they started the match teasing a hug and a handshake with AJ looking completely, utterly disgusted. It started off as a standard exchange between the two, with AJ being dominant until Bailey got out of the way of a, a splash in the corner and then went on to hug AJ. Before slamming her in the corner repeatedly, she literally hugged her, slammed in the corner, hugged her, slammed in the corner. And I'm like, that's an interesting that way. That's an interesting way to get a hug. <laughs> <laughs> uh, after getting her over her little starstruckness, I don't even think that's a word, starstruckness, um, but I'm going to make it a word. Bailey started cooking a little bit until AJ baited her with 
an injury. She was like, ah, I'm hurt, man. And she took advantage before hitting the shiny, shiny wizard. I ain't know. I'm so used to her with the Black Widow submission. Okay. I was like, that's her who? But then I remember. That's what I'm like. It, was that even, uh, was that just a uh, new move? No, I don't she, want to say a new believe, move, no, but like, has it. she done that move so many times When already? she was a baby face? Yeah. Okay. So I guess she, she brought it back because she didn't want to tap her out. So she's like, okay, I'll just do Shining Wizard and then take it home. Because that's how it was. Shining Wizard picked the one, two, three, and she took it home. This was the beginning of where I started having a Mandela effect, like a euphoric trance, because we cut backstage. The match itself was solid, but we cut backstage to where we see Prince Pretty, Tyler Breeze, a young Tyler Breeze, looking at himself. And then right there to the right, we see a young-ass Alexa Bliss. Like, that was pre-goddess, pre-sparkle, pre pre Bray Wyatt, fiendish type gimmick. It was just mm-hmm. a bare-faced Alexa Bliss. And I'm Super like, young. whoa, how old Super are I? I'm like, how old am Alexa I? Bliss. <laughs> That's what I said. I started going through a Mandela effect. Uh, Tyler asked if she wants to take a picture. And she says, yeah, looks to, looks to take a little selfie. And Bree was like, nah, you wench. Mm. I meant of me. Take my picture. <laughs> take my picture. She was so disappointed. She was like, oh. She was so, she wanted that picture too. <laughs> she did and couldn't get it. But she she took it and from behind, this is what she was talking about earlier. Juice Robinson, or whatever his name was at the time, came up behind him with the bunny ears behind his ears, like yeah. And then as I went on with the show, his name was CJ Parker. That was his name during this during <laughs> CJ Park. Parker. But he's now in AEW slash New Japan as Juice Robinson. Uh, and he's been killing it ever since. Uh, yeah, Alexa took the picture. Breeze was rude, and she walked off. <laughs> Tyler then saw the photo bomb, and was completely and utter flabbergasted. He was disgusted. He was like, "What the fuck? Who keeps? Oh my god!" Uh, next up, we get a tag team match. No clue who the two gentlemen are in the ring, so I couldn't find much on Ron Hicks. But according to CageMatch.net, Michael Zakai. Has been wrestling, hasn't been wrestling, has been wrestling since 2009, but not has has not wrestled a match since 2013. Uh, so they have not really wrestled since the, the year this has happened. So, oh, wow. and they face off against the team of the Ascension, which was the duo of Rick Victor and Connor O'Brien. This duo had intensity on lock. Like the dude was just yelling, like, what, bro, what are you, <laughs> why are you screaming? Why are you yelling? It was basically a TV squash match. For those of you who don't know, like, there's nothing much to to talk about this match. The Ascension hit the fall of man with Victor getting the pin for the win. And Victor, for some reason, didn't let go of the pin submit. The, the, he didn't shoot the half. Like, he literally shot the half and then not let go. He was just sitting there. I'm guessing they were some type of vampires or zombies. I never really understood the Ascension gimmick back in the day, so... It looked like it to me. It looked like they were zombies. To like me, like Underworld. Like like remember yeah, the Underworld like, movies? That's what they kind of give me those vibes. Uh, oh, vampires and lichens type. Yeah, yeah type okay. demons. Uh, Victor then they go to the pen while Connor shout, "We all, we will rise. We will rise." I'm like, bro, shut up. Uh, next up, we get the grand debut of C.J. Parker as he goes one on one with a young ass Baron Corbin. I was really hitting him. Like he still had, he had, he looked the same, but he had hair. 
Now he's bald. Baron Corbin was so young in that. I was like, oh my gosh. <laughs> it's like if you watch wrestling now and you see And they stuff. said it's, they says they say it Baron Corbin. I was like, oh my gosh. <sighs> wow. Uh Parker came out with a unique entrance. He was basically a hipster type character. He was basically off of every drug possible. Uh it was a nice little slug face when the mat when the bell rung between these two, uh, before Parker hit Corbin with the same move that he broke Kevin Owens' nose with a few years later, uh, that one time at um at one of the NXT uh takeovers. Uh and then he hit a DDT type move. The actual name of the move is slipping my mind to pick up the win over Corbin. It was literally a showcase type of show outside of the main event. Uh after the match, Renee Young, another young person, she was looking young too. Uh asked the question of where has he been? I'm guessing this wasn't his debut. It's like he said, and then he said, yo, Renee, where have I been? I think the question is, where haven't I been? Nah. Bro was gassed out of his mind. <laughs> they call me a hippie, but I'm just a guy that's going with the flow and having a little fun. And this was around the time where photobombing was new to our social vocabulary because she just kept saying photobomb. And I'm like, oh, my God. This was right when it became a thing. Now we don't really say it as much, but back then, oh my god, whoever was, came up with the thing. term, whoever came up with the term "photo bomb" should be slapped because the way people kept saying it back then. Uh, he said, "Bomb is a hash word. It's a harsh word. I don't know why I said hash. Think about some hash browns. I'm hungry. Uh, <laughs> bomb. That's a harsh word. I call it photo loving." And then Tyler Breeze came out with more generic-ass music and showed the picture of the two of them. He's kind of angry about the photobomb where he stumbled a little bit on his words, but he recovered, and CJ was just saying anything. I don't even know what he was saying. We're just having a little fun. Chillax, hot baby. What? What did you just say to me? The fuck did you just say? What? You're like, what did you just say to me? How do you go from that to... Okay. And then Breeze called him a Lenny Kravitz uh, wannabe. Yeah, that was funny. I mean, I wouldn't want to be him. I was like, man, out of all the other people, you could say he chose that. <laughs> like, yeah. See, but he me, chose him. Me personally, everybody. Me like, personally, I don't want to be him, but I want to be with his daughter, Haki, a little bit because she fine. <laughs> like after seeing her on Batman, talking about Zoe. After seeing Batman, I'm like. That's a fine woman right there. I ain't, oh, I ain't gonna lie to her. She get it from her mom, man. Oh, she get it from her mom. Denise? She buddy. From, she get it from Lisa. Buddy. Fuck Bill Cosby. But <laughs> Denise? She get it from Lisa. Den- Lisa? Denise? Yep. <laughs> Bro. That was a gorgeous woman. Like yeah. I see I see reruns of the copy show every every single chance I get. But when Denise was on screen, I'm like, yes. Yes. And now with her daughter on screen, yes. Yes. That is a... She's beautiful, though. She... That's all. Buddy. (laughs) Buddy. Buddy. Uh, <laughs> CJ T's punching him in the face, but Breeze ducked out, out of the ring and was mad. He targeted his face and told him to stay out of his pictures. This is a funny little segment. Anything th- this and the photo bombing, one of the highlights as far as comedy wise. That I enjoyed that. 
Uh, we get a nice promo package for Dolph Ziggler's appearance for this episode. At this point, he's been Intercontinental, United States, and a two-time World Heavyweight Champion, and Mr. Money in the Bank. Uh, next up, we get the entrance of Alexander Rusev, another young whippersnapper. Uh-huh. And, and I wrote, um, <laughs> what was this guy wearing? <laughs> he, he came out with a piece of wood with Ziggler's name on it, his and he did his whole full outfit, image and man. broke it. I'm like, his trunks look like he skinned someone's brown leather love seat. Like, you look like you just hit him with a what are those type of oh, gimmick. Man. Uh, Dolph Ziggler came out next to a nice pop from the fans in attendance. Uh, Rusev came out the gate with his hands up the entire time. I'm like, hands up, don't shoot. I don't know what was going on with that. Uh, we got a filling out process between the two competitors here. Uh, Rusev uh, was like, was trying to attack Ziggler, but Ziggler was playing games until shit got real because Ru- Rusev literally ate a drop kick and bounced back like nothing happened and started just putting knees to the ribs. Uh, after some solid offense from Rusev, he was caught with the Famouser for a two count. Ziggler went for the zigzag, but Rusev held onto the ropes and responded with a sick spinning heel kick. So I, I appreciate that they didn't completely squash people. They let them have some type of offense. Like it wasn't a typical squash match. Uh, Rusev went to the top for some reason, his big ass. Um, <laughs> it went for a splash, and there was no water in the pool as he missed, and Ziggler connected with the zigzag to pick up the win. I enjoyed this match too. I enjoyed it. Like it was, it wasn't too long and it wasn't too short. It, like it, it was showing them what, what Rusev can do. Fortunately, Rusev changed his attire because I don't know what the fuck that 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 attire. He looked, he looked like an overgrown tree. <laughs> like he, like he was just he he just looked leatherish. Like the, the, the whole tree. the whole fit was just like, bro, what what are we doing here? Like. Uh, I don't know, man. Uh, then it's time for our main event. Like this show literally went by quick. Uh, now it's time for our main event. Is two out of three, and Sammy came out with some generic ass music as well. But he was, it was pre or oh, like oh like the dun, 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 whatever the name of the song was. Uh, but he was he was pretty much, I believe this was around the time he just made his debut too. So this was literally their first year in NXT with Sammy and Bailey and Miro or Rusev. So many so, so many baby faces like legit baby faces, not baby faces and characters like they were young as young uh-huh. as hell. Uh Antonio Cesaro came out next with Dean Malenko remix cuz if you've ever listened to Dean Malenko and Attitude Era his song was what this song was. No, oh, that's right. It was literally the instrumental. I was surprised. One. I, I because I, I ain't gonna lie. I forgot who sung it. And he didn't sing it, but it was they used his old song and remixed it. Okay. Uh, and then we got the We the People graphics. So he was in a tag team with uh Jake Hager, uh, at the time. Um, this is the match I've been looking forward to the entire time. Like the stuff was good. This wasn't a boring episode, but this is what I was looking for. Uh, and then Zane didn't even waste any time as he hit the Tope Suicida right out of the gate on Cesaro and had him rocked in the corner with Zane waiting for the referee to ring the bell, and which he did. And Zane hit the Huluva kick on Cesaro, with, followed by a roll up to pick up the first fall instantly. I was like, oh, y'all, you cooking right out of the gate. The second fall started with Zane maintaining control, sending Cesaro into the steel steps and had him reeling the, the, 
the entire time until Cesaro used his strength in his favor. And this was the part of the match where I barely took notes because I was just so zoned in. I was just enjoying the hell out of this match. I was like, yo, this is this is some heat. Uh, Sammy countered a gut wrench suplex into a schoolboy so effort, effortlessly. It was crazy. Like, he went from, like, Cesaro was w- literally walking with a grown-ass man in a gut wrench. And he was about to hit him with a suplex until until he literally, s- like, slipped out in a way that I don't, I've never even son- seen done before and haven't seen really done since into a schoolboy. And he was about to pick up the win, but he kicked out. Loved it. Uh, Zayn was going... Like, it's like so much was going on with this. Like, when he counted it, Cesaro knew about Zayn's quickness the entire match and used his power every single time to stop him dead in his tracks. Uh, Zayn was going for the Huluva kick again, but Cesaro stopped him with a chin lock, which he picked up. Like, he literally picked this man up with a chin lock and started swinging him around. And I'm like, and this dude was looking jacked as hell. <laughs> so it's like, bro, you, you about to choke this man out. Cesaro held it in, and Zayn tapped out because he was literally about to choke this man out. Uh, now the match is tied at one and one. Zayn is a brilliant storyteller. I got to give Sami Zayn his credit. He's I a do. brilliant storyteller uh-huh. because his eyes, like he didn't say anything, but his eyes was like, damn, how do I beat this man? How do I fight? Like he was literally struggling to get to his feet, and the referee had to check on him. So they was literally telling a mini story right there. Zayn motioned like, I'm good, I'm good, even though you can clearly see he was not. And Cesaro right. took advantage right out of the gate. Like, he was determined to get the third and final fall with a European uppercut in the corner. I love his uppercuts. I, it's like, Claudio has a way, and I love his couple uppercuts. Uh, Cesaro hit the suplex from the apron spot, like where he deadlifts them from, from the apron into the ring. And, and Sami Zayn sold that like his arm was broke. I'm like, bro, this is man's arm broke? And he was fine. But it's like the little things that Sammy does. Uh, Zayn kept kicking out and Cesaro was getting angry and angry every single time. For a moment, Zayn took advantage of that anger with a attempt to do an inside cradle pin, but Cesaro powered out before he could do it. They then had another nice exchange before Zayn connected with the Luba kick for a very close second two, two count. They then did the sickest sun, sunset flip powerbomb for like it literally like Sammy got height on this thing. He went for he like whoop 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 bam. Uh, he he got that and then it was literally a very close to. It's like I knew the outcome because I've seen this match before and I still bit it. Like I thought he was I'm like <laughs> oh he's about to win, he's about to win. Uh, Zane then hit the spinning DDT through the rope turnbuckle spot. That yeah. got a pop out of me. That got a massive pop out from the crowd as well. Uh, Cesaro was a millisecond away from getting counted out, but he broke the count at 9.5. Like, the referee was literally about to say 10, and he was like, you Uh Zane then looked for the spinning DDT again, but the power of Cesaro was too much, and he hit a... Like, he literally walked around with a grown-ass man, like a trophy, and hit a massive uppercut before hitting the neutralizer to pick up the win to score the two-to-one lead, and all I could write down was, wow. I can watch these two work forever. What did you think about this match? I actually did enjoy this match. So it's like I, even from just beginning to end, like the dynamic and just how they, like, fed off of each other, like, I like that too. 
And then it's like, then you have like the interaction, like from the crowd, where it's like, okay, like the crowd is danger, enjoying this just as much as we are. So it's like, you know, you gotta keep that going. So I, yeah, I know we always give our pr- our praise to their NXT arrival match that they had, but this one for a weekly NXT, it's a, another gem that people need to check out. Especially if we're gonna be, especially if he's gonna, if, if it's gonna be, if, if they let Sammy and Sammy and Roman kick and cook on mm-hmm. Saturday for the Elimination Chamber. That's gonna be wow. This is a match that I'm like, this is an unintentional match because when I picked this episode, I was like, huh, two out of three falls. I ain't seen this match in a minute. There you go. And then <laughs> it just so happened to be the week that Sammy challenges for the Undisputed Universal Championship. So I'm mm-hmm. like, this match was insane. We got a match of the year chant from the crowd. They were like, match of the year. And Cesaro celebrated over a fallen Sami Zayn, looking jacked as ever. And that was NXT. Literally, that was it. Mm-hmm. Uh, overall, the match itself, I mean, the matches were solid, didn't drag, wasn't too quick. And the main event was just as good as I remember it. But that concludes your NXT review from August 21st, 2013. All right, this is the part of the show where I turn the tables over to the Queen of Rebels herself, Swallow the Bandit Blitters, to chop it up with the Bandit as we get ready to get up out of here. She gives us everything that we got going on from the news, rumors, everything that you want to talk about, we talk about here. Take it away, Queen Rebel. Okay, ladies and gentlemen. So, um, from the time I want to say from like February 10th all the way to today, I believe, um, uh, was New York Fashion Week. Man, I will say this some of these designers they make some good clothes. I just gotta throw that out there. And also, yes, shout out to my girl Tiana Taylor. She rocked um this designer. I think I think it goes by the name of Tom Brown, I believe. But she killed it, like all her pictures. If y'all ever see her Instagram, you'll know what I'm talking about. But she, man, mm-hmm. I she is slept on when it comes to like for not just talent, but the drip is just unmatched. I don't understand why y'all just cannot give her her credit. Just do it. Like it's not hard. <laughs> it's not hard. <laughs> The child is slaying, okay? Like, let her be great. <laughs> Man. I'm not even finna lie to you. I don't know who the fuck uh, that is. Who? Who you just said. I'm like... Tiana Taylor? Oh, I thought you said somebody else. I heard another name. No, I was saying the designer who's oh, clothes I didn't know who the was designer was. During, I was like, fashion week. That's who I was Oh, like. no, like, he's like, awesome, too. By the way. But, yeah. <laughs> he made some cool clothes. But, yeah, like... Give this child, give this girl her credit, please. Anyway, um, but other than that, she's doing like uh, exceptionally well. Um, also, Creed Three comes out March third, which is next month. Funny thing is, I haven't seen. I still haven't seen the second one. Okay, I need to check it out. Yeah, do. I don't mind spoilers, so you, you're fine on that. Okay, um, but uh, yeah, I'm. I definitely am excited for this one too. So. I just hope it's just it's good. I mean, it, isn't old dude in it? Uh, who's been cooking? 
Ever since mm-hmm. uh, Lovecraft Country. Lovecraft, yes. Uh, what's his yes, name? Yes, he's in there. Uh, um, Jonathan Majors. Yeah, I, I think so. Is it Jason Majors? I don't want to say. I want to say his name wrong. I think it's Jonathan Majors. I believe it is. I could. I could be wrong. Yeah. I believe. Majors. Jonathan Majors. Is it? It probably is. Let's see. Jonathan Majors. Yes, yeah, Jonathan yeah. Majors. Yeah. Yeah, he's been cooking. But, yeah. Dude was in the movie <laughs> Devotion in 2022. He got Creed yeah. 3. He got mm-hmm. Ant-Man and the Wasp that's coming out mm-hmm. Friday. Quantum. Mm-hmm. Coming out tomorrow. So, he, so he's been... And, and he had the harder day fall with Idris Elba, so that was pretty good. So you already know we all cheering for Kane to pick up the win for Black History Month in Eight Man. So, <laughs> right? Uh, Kane the Conqueror Seriously. is about to win, right? And whoop that ass. <laughs> also, I know a lot of people still a little mad about the Super Bowl, but Kansas City Chiefs—they took the trophy. Who are you pulling um, for? I was pulling for the Eagles. I was. I really was. I was too. I but was like, go Congratulations birds. to the Kelsey boys, though, for real, honestly, because they mom, I like her. She's like the best mom was, ever with her little split jacket. Like them boys, they played. So I didn't watch the sh- I didn't watch the game at, at, at the crib. I was actually in North Carolina, Wilmington, um, with, with the fellas over because we was doing uh we was operating the show. And when we had it set up. Like we finished setting up because we always set up. We set up, finished our setup early, so we was, so we basically turned our uh, our setup into Super Bowl party. A mini. They just ordered some food, and we watched it on watched the game on on the big screen. And halftime show was good though. Oh, the halftime show was brilliant. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna give our praise to to the people to the right people in there, but that game the first half was cooking. Like it I'm was. not I'm not into football really like that, was. but I was like, yo, this is it was this is some and heat. I ain't gonna lie, I did. I wanted Philly to take the cake, but I'm like, this was some heat. And then mm-hmm. we got to the halftime show. Yeah. Our girl Rihanna. <laughs> and she started and out with a bitch better have my money. Came out too. Like it is let me tell you something. ASAP Rocky, ASAP Rocky well, was Karen, scratch that. nobody's it's, business. It's, it's Rihanna featuring baby number two. <laughs> right. Because she was <laughs> pregnant as fuck. <laughs> yeah, like somebody was like, wait, is Rihanna pregnant again? Yo, I was and like I was that like, too. Yeah, she I was is. like that too. Cause like, soon as she, cause she, they started off with a with a head with a with a headshot. She was looking uh-huh. like uh Princess Azula from from Avatar when she looked up and started smirking. And then they zoomed out. And the first thing she did was rub her belt. I'm like, oh, she pregnant again. Uh-huh. And that's all people was talking about, like on Twitter. They was they was vibing, but it was like, is you hiding a yeah. baby from us? Yes, <laughs> like trying. Well, trying, trying but to hide. Like, yeah. everybody know. Like we know now. <laughs> and, then, and then what cracked me up is how people was like, "Oh man, we ain't never getting the album." Y'all acting like we she can't record the album from her house, right? Like people, what do you oh, what do you think it takes to record an album? Like I, as an engineer, I genuinely want to know what do you think it takes to record a, a music album where I literally can transport all my equipment to wherever I'm at. Right. I can literally sing a song in my car. She can literally sing I a song actually, in her car. You know, I should definitely an awesome challenge. I always wanted to create an album. I never did create one. Hey, ever. you you do it. Um, but that's what I'm saying. Like that that notion where oh she ain't gonna never have a baby, bro. 
It's Rihanna. It's Rihanna. She she. I'm pretty sure she got music in the vault that she's probably going to. She drop. she got. She already got businesses. Okay. Because I'm pretty sure it was a, it was because it was a whole debate. Like because Rihanna doesn't get pay, didn't get paid for this. She basically that's what they said. Yeah, they she, said she didn't. Get and that, paid for they it. never I'm paid. Like, NFL never pays the talent. They pay for the production. Right. And it basically it's basically like in this case. They're getting paid. For, they're just getting exposure. I'm pretty sure Rihanna doesn't need exposure because I'm pretty sure she has more. She fame. put on her brand of makeup too. She was branding she has herself more, already. Like that's the thing. She she's as straight. I was as I was going to say, she has more fans than people who watch the Super Bowl. So she's fine. And she, she's she, a billionaire. She, she like, did she did good. that really because she wanted to get back in the groove of a concert. Let's just be real. So All right. But uh. <laughs> Jay Z showed it. up. Jay Z was there. Tiana Taylor was there. They was there, was but they wasn't one. involved. Let's let's let's, let's not confuse people. But they was there. They let's was not, there. I would say that they was there. They weren't involved, but they was there. Floyd Mayweather was there. King James. Uh, yeah, like it. I was like, dang, everybody. Some of these celebrities, they came heavy, and I was mm-hmm. like, I knew what it was because Rihanna. Because we haven't heard we haven't heard from Rihanna music wise in a in long years. time. So outside of Black Panther. So, right. and I ain't gonna lie, I was one of the people who said if she would have started off with Lift Me Up, I would have just turned that shit off. I'm like, no. Man, no, somebody said it too, like the other day, I think it was like on Twitter or something. It was me. Y'all, please. They was like, please, Rihanna, don't lift up nothing else, no more. <laughs> I was like, dang, y'all, like, oh my gosh, y'all, don't do that. Like, <laughs> but then I was like, I don't really think she would do that though, Bobby. And like, it's the Super Bowl. I know she's gonna probably hit, like get us like with the I old said, crunk hits. I said I wouldn't mind her ending with Lift Me Up because it was a yeah. slow jam. But she ended with Shine Bright. But with she Diamonds. did good because she brought out all her old hits out the vault. Bitch better have my money. Bangers. Uh, it was so many that she missed though. Like I was like, I'm surprised she didn't bring back DJ. But, yeah, hey, Mr. DJ, some yeah. I'm surprised Find she didn't do I'm surprised yeah, she didn't do that. Replay. I'm surprised she didn't do that one. I was like, there's a lot of songs she left on the table. Her so dancers did good too. So oh boy, shout out to the choreographer, even though they look like giant and sperms. Shout I out think to it the choreographer. I think her name is Paris something. Uh, what yeah, that was the choreographer. Was, whoever was the choreographer. Somebody. Whoever I was forgot. The, listen. I follow like a whole bunch of dancers listen, on Instagram. Listen. So I'm definitely gonna find out who it is. Listen, whoever <laughs> was the choreographer. Y'all were great. Well, and the outfits were all done by Savage Fenty. Like, yeah, obviously. Savage Fenty was a whole bunch of sperm. Um, hey! <laughs> no, that was sperm. They were just giant sperm. Everybody sperms. was saying, you know what's funny? My brother my brother was literally like, watch them be memes in like two seconds. And I knew it. As soon as he said that, as soon as we got on the phone, it happened. Like, immediately. I said, I knew it. See? Sperms. Just undefeated. The internet is undefeated. Yep. Like, them, them sperm, that was literally, them things was, that was running to Rihanna, that was literally ASAP Rocket going to put another baby in her after this one. So, them were sperms. But, um, oh, yeah, I want to, me personally, I want to give my, my, as a choreographer, I want to give my props to the choreographer. Yeah. Y'all killed that shit. The dancers killed that shit. I get, like, I literally was live tweeting the halftime show. Y'all motherfuckers take a bow. Yes. Y'all, that shit was, y'all, y'all was Definitely. banging. Y'all was cl- y'all was. Dance is so underrated, man. I oh no, it's it's people. perfectly it's, rated. It's, people just don't rated. give them props. People don't give them props. Though. Yeah, yeah, it, yeah. And it's and perfectly rated like, because how people. You, how do you stay in shape like that? Dance. And even even I can be in shape all year long, and I still be gassed every dance. There's a consistency. Like dance is like wrestling. 
You have to mm -hmm. be able, you have to be conditioned. You have to do it nonstop yeah. before you won't be it's tired. True. Because you can mm -hmm. be in shape all you want to. But there's moving yeah. there's moving parts every which way <laughs> when it comes to dancing. You have to you have to memorize mm -hmm. moves. You have to memorize footwork. You have to memorize emotion. Mm -hmm. Sometimes mm -hmm. you have to mouth the words so you know you don't get lost in the sauce. And mm -hmm. but sometimes you have to mouth it to where you're not shown mouthing the words, especially if you're mm -hmm. if you're in a music video. It's so many so many moving parts when it comes to dancing. Some of it comes with habits. Some of it comes. That's what I'm saying. Wrestling and dance is literally neck and neck as far as like they you, are. you have to be consistent. You got the, huh? like, that's why when people was talking about The Rock not being in, in ring shape, they was like, how are you not in ring shape when you work out every single day? There's a difference between being in, in shape and in in ring shape. You ha There's right. a difference. If you're not consistent, right. you're going to mess yourself up. Uh -huh. That's all he was saying. But yeah, shout out, shout out to the choreographer and shout out to the camera director. Who was doing yes. production? Because he got he killed every he single got every single shot shot from the from the drone from uh -huh. every from the dancers. He like the the walkway when to them getting in the air like it was boy, just like shout out yes. like that's one thing. Who, who Kevin Dunn take notes and, and Kevin, shout out to my friends who worked over there for that that local union over there who set up the Super Bowl. Shout out to y'all. Cause they asked me that I want to set up for the Super Bowl months before. I'm surprised you didn't. And I couldn't even go. I couldn't go because I was already booked uh, for something else. So I couldn't even set up for the Super Bowl for them this year. And by being in Arizona too, I knew a lot of people over there. So I was like, man, I almost said yes. <laughs> I did. I, was, I had the oh. email and everything. Oh, so they asked like, you yes, right I'll after you. Over. They asked you right <laughs> after you got booked. No, they asked me before, but I already had something in place. No, that's what I'm saying. So they basically asked you after you already was booked. Nah, nah, yeah. Super it Bowl halftime was fun. Time frame. I was like, dang. And Super Bowl <laughs> halftime was fun, and the and getting in the game, and then that's why I put out a tweet because the people was agreeing. I said this wrestling as football game because literally it was it felt like a wrestling match man. <laughs> it had oh a banger gosh, beginning man. it had it a did. banger halftime and then it was it had it ended on the most anticlimactic finish i've ever seen in my life it was basically hell in the cell 2019 all over again <laughs> with seth rollins and the fiend like it just it just it just sucked the life out of everybody. Literally, Man. everybody everybody who I follow that was watching, because my whole timeline was watching the game. And everybody said, bro, this is the most anticlimactic ending <laughs> to, a football, to a Super Bowl ever. And I'm like... Yeah, it really is. But congratulations <laughs> to uh, Pat. Was it Pat? Is it Pat? Pat Holmes? Pat Mahomes. Pat Mahomes. Mm -hmm. The dude had a bad ankle. Went back to halftime yeah, and, and got juiced and up and came back and played. Shout out to him. Credit to him. Um, but yeah, I enjoyed the Super Bowl. I was I was kicking it with people who I vibe with, so that was a fun time. Anything else? Nah, that is it. Just please make sure y'all drink your water and stay safe. That's all I ask. <laughs> please do. Uh, please do because I need to drink some. Speaking of drinking water, I need to drink some water right now as we get ready to get up out of here. <laughs> 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 and with that being said you guys make sure you guys tune in to our elimination chamber post show because i believe highlight will be pulling up and pulling through so we got you covered to talk everything elimination chamber Sami Zayn, roman reigns uh two elimination chamber matches brock bobby three 
So much to talk about. We're going to talk about it on Saturday after the show. And we might, and like I said, we might ch- talk a little bit about uh, Battle at the Valley because we're going to be live right when the show kicks off. So we'll try to get get that done and get through. Hope it's not a long show for Elimination Chamber. And uh, with that being said, make sure you guys follow us on social media at Gresh Unleashed as well as myself at Josh Gresham RLG on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, YouTube at It's Gresh. Uh, make sure you follow Swella at Swella the Bandit Three on Twitter, as well as Rebel Bandit, I believe, on yeah, Instagram. Said it right. Uh, if you can't find those links, make sure you just check out solo.to/swella as well as solo.to/gresh as well. And make sure you guys give us a rating. We finally got our. I finally was able to change our category for Spotify to wrestling. It, it's up to Spotify to, to update. I might have to contact them because it still says something else, but I personally changed it to wrestling so we can get that in the right category because this is a wrestling podcast. Um, and with that being said, you guys stay safe out here in these streets. And if you haven't already ha- had anybody to tell you, uh, make sure you stay safe out here in the world of the, of the unknown. But as your favorite voice that does the most and purvey of mischief, I have to remind you of the one known and that is you are appreciated, you are loved, and you are just everything and more, especially to us. And as we get up out of here with a quote of the day, healing doesn't mean the damage never existed. It means the damage no longer controls our lives. And make sure you guys always eat, sleep, flex, and repeat. Cop the merch if you haven't already. We out. Be breezy. Bye, y'all.